2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's September 20th, it is 2023. We have all kinds of baseball games today. There's slates uh, galore on this slate, on, on today's uh, baseball docket. But uh, with FanDuel not having their their contest up at the start of the podcast... We elected to talk about the late slate, the night slate. So um, we don't know if Fandle is going to split up that early slate like they have been doing all year. And I know the prize pools are a little bit bigger for the early slate. Our premium content here at Roto Grinder is going to be focused a lot on that early slate. So um, in true Stevie fashion, we're going to focus on the late slate, give you guys some information on this four game slate. I will say. Um, it's really interesting slate, so I'm actually kind of pumped to talk about it because I think there is a lot of different ways uh, to approach this slate, even for a four-game slate. So joined today by Timothy Buell. You know him in the DFS streets as Tasteful Tides. Tim,
3: what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not much, Stevie. You know, uh, shout-out to uh, Squirrel, Squirrel Patrol, took down the Millie in the two-game Monday night slate. So congrats to him. Um, you know, awesome, awesome hit. Uh, great you know great content by him and headshot before the uh before that game um if you watch their show they talked about a lot of the great plays and uh and squirrel banked the millie so congrats to him
2: yeah man just absolutely keeps crushing um just doing a fantastic job i know i've seen him do a lot of content on these um like smaller slates and like showdown slates and stuff and he's just been absolutely crushing it um Listen, John's a good dude, and he um, puts in a lot of time and effort into this craft that he has developed, and he's absolutely crushing. Um, it doesn't matter the sport. like He just absolutely crushes uh, everything that he's been doing. So yeah, congratulations to him. Um, I, tweeted it, I tweeted at him yesterday or last night or this morning. I can't remember, um, but I, I said legend, and I, and I mean, use that term very lightly and he is definitely somebody over the last few years that has become a legend in the DFS space. Um, so just congratulations, man. Like, when you put in the time and the effort and, and you just – I mean, he was on it. Like, he, he talked about Young. He talked about Hubbard. Um, he, he talked about Ford. Like, he was just on it. And when you have those slates, I mean, good things are bound to happen when you're on it. So He, he really – I mean, John
3: really is, like, one of, if not the best DFS players in the world. And so it's like, it's so awesome that we have him on our staff. And it's such a, it's awesome to do content with him.
2: Yeah. I mean, he is good at being contrarian when contrarian is needed and good at being um, overweight on chalk when overweight on chalk is needed. So um, that tells you a lot about how, how good of, how good his skill is. So, yep. Congratulations to him. We got four baseball games that we're going to talk about here on today's podcast. Again, like I said, there's so many potential split slates between the, all the sites that we're just going to focus on this four gamer. It might not have been the right call, but it's the call that I made. So that's what we're rolling with.
3: <laughs> it's your show. It's your it show. Is. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about whatever you want.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing that could potentially be different on FanDuel is they add those two 640 games. And if they do that, um, Savali is super interesting and Singa is very interesting. Um, in, in those games like Singa in Miami against the Marlins would be really good. And then Savali against the Angels in Tampa. Um uh, new ballpark coming for Tampa from what I've seen and what I've heard um would be really cool. Yeah. Um,
3: they're, they're locked into a new new ballpark in St. Petersburg, right? Steve yep,
2: downtown. Yep. Um yep. so yeah. Parking in downtown St. Petersburg is atrocious um for anybody that's ever been down there. So that aspect of it not awesome uh but that ballpark man it looks it looks like it's going to be fantastic so um let's talk baseball four games we start blue jays and yankees seven and a half total pickem game gaussman against king in this one um uh, let's start here with kevin gaussman you know we have i think like three or four pitchers we can play on the even on the smaller slate and i think gaussman's one of those pitchers you know this yankees team is a very right-handed heavy offense and they can't really get left-handed which Gaussman strikeouts on the year 32% against righties 29% against lefties but his power numbers go way up against lefties his fly ball rate goes up against lefties his hard hit rate goes up so when I'm targeting Gaussman it's definitely more against right-handed heavy offenses and the Yankees I mean they could get a couple lefties in there but not enough for me you know not to have interest in Gaussman and like look at his pitches recently as far as like pitch count wise like the blue jays still battling here um trying to get an al wild card spot the rays have clinched one already so it's i mean really going to come down to i really think it's going to come down now to the blue jays the mariners and the rangers for those last two spots um and yeah. i mean meaningful games pitching well we could see gaussman throw 100 plus pitches on a four game slate um really like the spot for him today
3: He's easily, I think, the, the best floor-ceiling combination. Like you said, you want to attack uh, the Yankees with righties. He's better against he- right-handed heavy lineups. The lefties that they can throw at him are not much of threats at all, really. So, I mean, I think he's just he's the top play. And I think he's going to be easy enough to fit. I mean, there's some bats that we want to play, but he's going to be easy enough to fit that I don't think we should overthink it. Um, and so, I mean, I, he's my he's my top guy
2: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a site I'm going to prioritize pitching. Um, yeah, and build the bats where I can build them. I mean, there's good there's some spots where I definitely like the bats, uh, but pitching is my. 100% main focus. How, how
3: I own do you think Gaussman's going to be in, say, like the 121 single or like a $50 single or
2: something like that? 60%, 70%, like in yeah. that range. I yeah. it's just, I feel like a lot of people are going to prioritize the only thing that like potentially keeps his ownership down here Bobby Miller facing Detroit, Steel facing Pittsburgh. And like both of those mm-hmm. matchups are really good. Um, and they're both, I mean, $1,300 and $2,500 difference in price. So I could see, like, I think, like, one way to approach this, like, is going, like, Steele Miller not playing Gaussman, getting a couple extra bats in your lineup. Um, so maybe he ends up in, like, the 50 to 60 range instead of, like, the 60 to 70% range just because, like, I mean, I do think steel, – we're going to talk about both these guys. Both these guys – are in phenomenal spots um so cross win at wrigley so that's not going to really affect the pitching much so yeah i mean overall um i think galsman's chalky i think he's the highest on pitcher on the slate but it wouldn't honestly it wouldn't shock me if miller's the highest known pitcher on the slate um facing Detroit <clears throat> at home cheaper um and miller's a good pitcher he's young really talented young pitcher I mean the Dodgers are not playing for as much and we'll talk about that. So like I I worry ceiling pitch count wise is a lot lower for Miller than it is for I mean Steele and Gaussman. Both of these teams um just a, a site like a, a slight overview, both of these teams need to keep winning games. So see, I, I think I actually think see, I don't know. I
3: think Steele might be the highest owned, but I don't know.
2: I mean I could see him be I mean any of these top three guys, like we'll yeah. we'll talk about the other two in a second. Uh, the other side of this game is Michael King. You know, we haven't seen King, um, in this starter role very much. Uh, what is it? The last four or five games now, he's actually been pitching really solid, got up to 87 pitches last time out. These are the types of guys that I love too, because I mean, these are addition spots. Like he's auditioning for making the starting rotation next season. Um, you know, he's trying to show like, Hey, you know, you had me in the bullpen, but here I am. I've posted a 34% strikeout rate over the last month since you moved me to a starting role. And he did it against Boston. He did it against the Brewers. He pitched really well against Houston. Like Toronto on paper, tough matchup. Toronto lineup overall, very right-handed. This dude has a 38.5% strikeout rate against Righty since he moved to a starting role. I think King is super interesting at 5,900 today um, because I feel like... So many people are going to play Gaussman in the same game, and people hate playing pitcher against pitcher. I think King at fifty nine hundred is like that guy that you just are like, oh man, I can put this guy in there. I can play any bat I want, and my lineup's instantly different.
3: Yeah, so I love the word that you use, auditioning. You know that because that's absolutely right. Like that's exactly what he's doing. They have gradually ramped up his pitch count, you know, you know, over time, 10 more pitches, 10 more pitches, 10 more pitches, up to 87. Like he's a full blown starter now and he's really excelled at it and he's extremely cheap. Uh, he's got really good commands also. So he doesn't really hurt himself that, that much, which is great to see. That's awesome to see for $5,900. Um, so I mean, I'm, I'm all aboard uh, Michael King on the slate. Like, I have absolutely no issue getting to him. Um, I would not, like, if he's going to be super chalky, maybe I wouldn't get, you know, overweight. But if he's not going to be super chalky, like, if he's only going to be, like, say, 20%, I would, I would be overweight Michael King on this, on this slate.
2: Yeah, I think, again, I think it's just a way to be different on the slate. As far as the Toronto bats, I mean, he has not really shown the fact that, like, he's going to get blown up yet. Um, If I'm playing Toronto, it's probably a stack. But if you're playing Toronto and not playing King, you're probably not going to have a ton of salary to potentially fit into Toronto stack. So, I mean, they're just, they're probably not a team I'm getting to today. I do think, like, one-offs and building, like, weird, like, two, two, three, whatever type stacks, very viable on a four game slate like this where you're prioritizing pitching so much. So if I am prioritizing bats here, um, Biggio is super interesting to me. Like King definitely giving up more power to lefties and then like Schneider. Schneider is a dude where he's going to hit the ball hard or strike out and on a four game slate I'm perfectly okay with trying to chase like that type of upside. And
3: you know, Dalton Barsho was super cheap, also 2,900. Yeah, the the thing that I would say about Toronto Bats really is how chalky is Michael King going to be? That's that's where like my decision really you know solves itself. If He's going to be chalky. More likely, I am to get to some Toronto Bats um, because I might want to I might want to fade Michael King chalk and, and get some leverage uh, with you know some some Toronto Bats, but. Um, you know, definitely some of these cheap lefties are interesting.
2: Um, Yankees bats against Gaussman. I mean, potentially one of the lowest owned stacks on the slate. Gaussman, um, really solid against righties. You're potentially doing this as like a leverage spot, just saying, hey, I'm going to play the power and talent for the Yankees today and just hope Gaussman's off his game. Um, I, I think that's like the only thing that makes sense about playing the Yankees bats today.
3: I completely agree it's just that's the ultimate leverage stack just to get different. It's gonna be hard to get different on the slate. So yeah it's, you know full st- st- uh, stacking the Yankees I think is viable if you're making if you're like in a 20 max getting to like three or four you know Yankee stacks I think it's fine.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: All right, Pittsburgh at Chicago. Already talked about that. This game looks like it's just going to have a cross win. No total in this game. It is night before in Wrigley. We typically never see a total here. Priester against Steele. Um, any interest here in Quinn Priester?
3: No. I think I think he's a pretty easy cross off.
2: Yeah, he is a cross off. Cubs are one of my favorite stacks on the slate today. Um, yeah. They're playing for something. And Priester just hasn't – he hasn't shown like he's big league ready yet um it's way too early in someone's career to say like he's just not gonna have it or not but he hasn't shown that like he's big league ready yet big woba big iso low strikeout rate high walk rate i mean just everything you don't want to see and when you're like ta- 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 taking a pitcher. um looked okay last time they recalled him um he was he got sent back down for about a month but only through 62 pitches and I mean I read some stuff that like he could potentially just be on like an innings limit. So you're gonna get more bullpen in this game potentially. Oh, I didn't as even well. I didn't even
3: I didn't even see that. That's that's like
2: like for the rest of the season too. It's not yeah. even like um I, I read a thing that said like he is not likely to throw more than five innings in a start. He's only twenty two years old, which makes Pittsburgh's not playing for anything. So it makes perfectly good sense that they would limit his innings um down the stretch here. So wouldn't shock yeah,
3: you got to gotta love, especially the lefties, you know, like Ian yep. Hat, Cody Bellinger. Um, those would be like two amazing plays. Um, but even the righties are fine. I, I think you're right. I think this has got to be the, the top overall stack, really. Um, i trying to think who else would I would include. It's too bad. It's too bad Candelario on the I.L. This would be a really good spot for him.
2: Yeah, I mean overall, I mean I think this is the the Cubs. I think are the best spot um, on the slate. Just oh, that you know. that's
3: the guy I was thinking of is uh, Pro Pro Armstrong at twenty five hundred. Yeah. He might be a good, he might be a good sneaky value if he cracks the lineup.
2: I'm in. I, I mean, anybody yeah. that cracks the lineup for the Cubs today um, 25,
3: 2,500, I think he's he would be interesting.
2: Yeah, just trying to you know potentially make my cubs stacks a little different so looking for like a low owned piece to potentially pair with the cubs or something along those lines um but yeah i, I mean anybody that cracks the lineup his strikeout rate so low this team um definitely going to benefit here i think Bellinger's the top hitter on the slate kind of skipped over a steal and went to the bats that's fine uh, it's a four game slate oh it was my fault too don't worry um steals in a fantastic spot like this is a pittsburgh team that has struggled with left-handed pitching all season Justin Steele has been one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball this season. Recently, a little bit of struggles, um, tough matchups, back-to-back starts against the same team. Um, I'm willing to overlook that. I think this is an excellent bounce-back spot for Justin
3: Steele today. Yeah, I think this, I mean, I don't really care that he's struggled the last couple times. Like, that. I, I'm totally willing to overlook that. Uh, the Pirates strike out almost 30% against left-handed pitchers. Like, this is just a really, really good matchup. So, yeah, like, get to all the steel. Um, again, a, a guy with great control. He's not going to hurt himself at all. Um, great job of keeping the ball on the ground. Um, there's not... There's a, a lot to like about Justin Steele in this matchup. And um, I got to say, like, that's a pretty affordable price tag under 10 k 9900 That's why I think he might end up being actually more popular than Gaussman, but I I don't know. We'll see, but yeah, he's, he's in a great spot.
2: Oh yeah. Um, we kind of already talked about Cubs bats. Any interest in the
3: Pittsburgh bats here? No, there, they would be an easy cross off.
2: Yeah. I mean like, Oh, if you're not playing steel on a team and want to play like Hayes as like a one-off, um, he has had great power against left-handed pitching all season. So like, Taking a shot on him or like Reynolds or Andy Rodriguez at catcher. Like, I don't know if I, 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 I know I won't stack this team, but, um, chasing some like one off power against Steel at low ownership. Uh, to like, so if I build out, if I build out like a Miller Galsman team and I want it to be a little bit different, maybe I throw in like a Hayes, um, to make it a little different. No, yeah. I mean, just chasing that power. Milwaukee at St. Louis, no total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Hauser against Zach Thompson um, pitching for St. Louis today, so we'll roll with that. Um, any interest here in Hauser?
3: Uh, I guess not. Not really. I want to say yes, but he's a little bit expensive. I like Michael King so much more. It's not even close. Uh, this is a really really bad matchup for strikeouts uh hauser's already a relatively low strikeout guy anyway under 20 percent. so Ian king is cheaper i th- i think if you're like like a 150 max player i think he could be in your pool but i don't i don't want to get very much of him yeah i
2: think like if you're if you're running 150 and you want to pivot a little off of king as like a for a cheap you know type of pitcher as like an sp2 here that's where you would play hauser in that like cheap sp2 type of role um but i mean i don't love it um his pitch count is limited if he gets in trouble they are very fast to go to the bullpen um and they have that right i mean milwaukee's bullpen even through all the trades over the years they're still top five top three bullpen in baseball um and that's one of the reasons that they've just been so good this year so i don't hate it i don't love it um We'll see how it kind of plays out here. Going to the other side, Zach Thompson, 6,200. He's had some decent starts. Um, he pitched really well in certain spots. And, like, Milwaukee is not the best team against left-handed pitching. They're not the worst team. They do have, like, an overall, like, good lineup against left-handed pitching. But, like, the bats are – they just seem to be, like, ice cold. Um, they had a decent game on Monday night. I think we'd be happy with them scoring five or six runs here. Um, just kind of how the slate is set up. I don't think I want to play Zach Thompson today. Um, all of that, all those words to say that I don't think I want to play Zach Thompson today.
3: See, he, he's my favorite pivot away from King. Cause I think King's going to be chalky or at least somewhat chalky, somewhat popular. And so if I want to get off some of that King ownership that I want to get to Thompson, um, just because I think, he has the ability to pay off that six. Like, I'd much rather play him over Hauser. Um, obviously, we, we all kind of agree that we don't want Priest there. So um, I think I think Thompson, just as like a pivot away from Michael King, he'd be my favorite guy uh, to, to get away from King, just to mix up my player pool a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, his his stuff has been really decent here. Um, I just look at some of the matchups that he's pitched well in, and I'm like, I mean, those are matchups I, I would feel like he would pitch well. Against Pittsburgh twice, Cincinnati pitch well. Like, I could see him being okay in this spot. And, I mean, okay might be enough if you're trying to get off a of king. So, I get it. I have way more interest in the Milwaukee Bats today, though, than I do in Thompson. Um, Mark Kana Contreras, uh, Adamas, Josh Donaldson, Tyrone Taylor gives you a little bit of power with some stolen base upside. I think this is a really good spot today uh, for Milwaukee. Because, I mean, again, like the St. Louis bullpen have quickly become like a bottom 10 bullpen. They have just really been struggling. So like if Thompson only goes four or five innings here, you're getting, you're getting a bullpen that is very beatable for a majority of the game still. So I, I like Milwaukee today. This is a team that I'm going to be targeting quite a bit.
3: Yeah, I guess in, uh, in this season, in the 173 at-bats, it's given up almost 60% hard hits to, to right-handed bats. So, I mean, the, the hard hits are, are going to be there, it looks like. Um, it does have a really good K percentage against righties also. So it's definitely a boomer bust spot spot I think with this Milwaukee team but that's what we want in GPPs. So I mean I really don't have a problem with that. I think I think I'm a little bit higher on Tops than you are and a little bit lower uh on the Brewers bats than you, but that's okay. Like I think I mean it's it's a four game slate. Like we're you know you should be getting to some Brewers in your player
2: pool. Other side um I think the Cardinals are strictly in play today as well. Like this team has been <sighs> hit or miss. We'll, we'll we'll be very nice today and just say hit or <laughs> miss. Um, but when they hit, man, like Newt Bar, Goldschmidt, Burleson, Arnato like this lineup on paper is phenomenal. Hauser is hittable. And now like you're playing a rivalry team and it's like, hey, you know, I can, I can hurt their playoff chances, but Brewers are looking really good overall to make the playoffs and to potentially even win the NL central. But You still get to kind of try to play that spoiler role. I think the Cardinals, as a stack, very much in play. I could see using them as a mini stack or a full stack. Um, And, like, the top half of the lineup is just so good that it's not really hard to build out a stack that, like, on paper looks really good. Yeah, I think Burleson
3: fractured his thumb on Tuesday night. Oh, um, so I think he'll be out of the lineup.
2: Move Jordan um, Walker up the lineup. Let's go. Yeah,
3: exactly. I mean, that's not like a huge loss, but Hauser gives up a lot of fly balls and line drives to right-handed bats. Uh, so it's like this. This team's got a lot of good righties on it. Um, you know, so like I, you know, I think it. I think it's fine. I think it's a fine play uh, to to get to some of these some of these St. Louis guys, um, you know, my favorite would obviously be like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, but like you said, like Jordan Walker, I think would be a a great play also.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know over the weekend they called Yepis back up. So maybe he cracks the lineup here. He's a power righty. Like, I mean, Burleson being out stinks. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, there's going to be another guy waiting in line here to get some at-bats. So, um, it doesn't really affect my like it actually probably makes the stack overall like cheaper, um, which, again, helps that like pitcher first mentality on the slate. Yeah. And I,
3: I do need to correct myself. He actually gives up more fly balls to lefties. And yeah, yeah my bad. I was looking at the wrong pitcher on plate IQ. But yeah, a lot of a lot of fly balls to lefties, uh, more hard hits to lefties also. So traditional splits, not reverse splits. That was my bad. Sorry about that.
2: Low swing and strike rate, low whiff rate, low outside the zone rate. His barrel rate over the last 30 days is 16% compared to 7% on the season. He has really been struggling recently. So um, just a, a stack that's very like, uh, again, though, no. like my problem with stacking against Milwaukee is like if Hauser gets in trouble, they will start bringing in these arms and trying to shut down the stack. But I mean, it's, it's a four game slate. It's the third game of the series. Um, I mean, maybe you get, and they like they play the weekend series, so like this is like six of six for them. So maybe you get the bad end of the bullpen and then just punting this game because they can. So um,
3: R- Richie Palacios, P- twenty five hundred. That's a really really strong value play go. on on Wednesday. There you he go Load definitely up. be right right in the middle of that lineup.
2: All right, Detroit at Dodgers where we finish up. Um, we got Olsen against Miller, eight and a half total here. Uh, the Dodgers are 250 favorites. Any interest here in Reese Olsen?
1: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash BlueWire. That's harrys.com slash BlueWire for a $3 trial set.
3: Uh, um, I'd rather, I mean, I not really. You know, I'd rather play Zach Thompson, I'd rather play Michael King, or I'd rather double pay up at pitching. This matchup is just not good. I know the Dodgers have already clinched, but they're still playing the regulars. It doesn't really matter um i i don't really have that much interest
2: yeah i mean olsen just needs to learn how to locate a fastball he does that he's going to be a really solid pitcher and like we see him have these games where he locates the fastball well he has a very above average changeup. um it's very good it's a really good pitch his curveball slider combination uh very very solid as well if he can learn how to command a fastball um it's really good and like They've given him what he's thrown, like, 90 innings or something in the majors this year. So, like, they've given him, they've given him a, enough time to, like, kind of develop this year. And I think that's what Detroit needs to do. They have a really young, talented team that in, like, two or three years are going to be really solid. Um, I think Reed Olsen has a ton of potential in the future if he can command the fastball. This is a tough spot. I'm not playing him against the Dodgers. Um, all that to say I'm not playing him, but I do I, I do respect the like secondary stuff. Like I said, his changeup uh, grades out is a really good changeup on multiple sites that I use. Um, I think Fangraphs has it as like a 65 or 70. Um, that's really, really good for a changeup. Uh, other side of this game, Bobby Miller. I mean, this is the type of matchup you love if you're Bobby Miller. Um, getting Detroit just wanting to go out and throw five or six really good innings to kind of keep the momentum going. Um, we talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Down the stretch, I feel like the Dodgers are going to be very careful with this pitching staff. They're hurting. They've had a lot of injuries in this pitching staff. Um, Urias, you know, off the off the team right now. We don't know if he'll even come back um, with all the stuff that he has going off, on off the field. So I don't expect Miller to get like 105 pitches here. I think that's the biggest difference between – Miller, Steele, and Gaussman today. They're still both of those teams are still in it and they need to be winning. The Dodgers are kind of in no man's land. They are in a fantastic spot. They're gonna make the playoffs with ease. And I mean they have clinched their division already. So then they're not catching the Braves. Let's be honest. They're not catching the Braves. So I it's just one of those things where I think he's a really solid pitcher. I think his ceiling is limited compared to Steele and Gaussman. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Bobby Miller?
3: Yeah, that was a really great last sentence. I think his ceiling is a lot lower than, than Steele's and Gaussman's. Um, but he's just a little bit cheaper. They did let him throw 91 pitches last outing. So let's say maybe they let him throw 85. Um, I
2: think 90 kind of like 90 to 95, yeah. I think is, yeah. Six, yeah, innings, right. six or seven innings. Yeah.
3: So I mean, I, I I mean, then I then I love him. I mean, if you don't think they're gonna decrease his pitch count at all, then like I'm all I'm all for him. Um, this this Detroit team against right handed is uh, right handed pitching is like really really pretty awful. So I mean, it's awful <laughs> against against everyone. So I mean, I, I'm I'm all for it. It all depends on kind of like where ownership. You know, falls between him, Steele, and Gaussman. Um, I, I don't. I don't mind getting to a ton of a ton of Miller. Uh, to be honest with you, I think he's an exceptional play.
2: And even if he does only get like 85, 90 pitches here, it's kind of baked into the price when he's facing Detroit, right? Like, yeah, right. I mean he's a,
3: he's a little bit cheaper than Steele and that. There's a reason because I think I think because he doesn't have quite that uh, pitch count ceiling that Steele has.
2: Yeah, and like. Lance Lynn kind of pitched bad yesterday um, or Monday whenever you're listening to the podcast if you're hanging out with us live right now or not um, and we it's really kind of tough to judge like pitch count wise um, we saw them move Pepe to like a long relief roll they they had Ferguson open and throw the first inning on the on the Tuesday game so like they are I feel like going to be limiting pitching a little bit but I still think they want him to like stay a little like stretched out and pitch well. So like if he's pitching well going into the six at like 84 pitches, I think they let him come back out. So um, it's Detroit. It's a great matchup. I, it's not one of those spots that I want to overthink either. I'm definitely playing him and not, not overly concerned with the pitch count.
3: He should definitely be in like one of your three max lineups. Like if you're playing a, a three max player, like I think he should be in at least one of your team's.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. Probably 2 of 3 or 3 of 3 for me. Um, bats.
3: Man, I know I I, know I want Dodgers lefties if anything. That's Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm, that's great what I'm spot for the right now, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great spot for all the Dodgers, but I really want to prioritize the lefties. Like I want to be able to get the Freddie, Max Muncy, uh even a guy like James Outman. Um, I absolutely love but I mean really this whole team is, is is firmly in play
2: yeah like so Olsen very big splits guy um, yeah and that's kind of the change-up that we were talking about and curveball change-up or curveball slider kind of breaking away from right-handed hitters change-up being able to generate more ground balls against righties and lefties and he really just has struggle with lefties so I'm with you Freeman Muncy Peralta Hayward Altman I will play some Mookie if I'm stacking the Dodgers um, just because he's one of the best hitters in baseball. It doesn't matter about
3: platoon. So this, this is your stack with Michael King, right? I mean, yep. you full stack the Dodgers with Michael King. I know a lot of people will be doing that, but I mean, I th- it's a viable way to win the slate. There's only so many ways that you can go on the slate and I, that, that might be a popular way of going about it, but this is the team that you're stacking when you're going Michael King and Justin Steele and getting a full Dodgers stack. Like it's it's uh, it's very doable to, to to win the slate that way.
2: Let's talk uh Tigers. And the only reason I want to bring them up is just I think they're gonna be a very, very low um owned team overall. Not a team that I necessarily wanna like fully stack, but if you're not playing Miller on a team, like I could see playing Torkelson or Kerry Carpenter. Yeah, uh, Jake Rogers, Parker Meadows, like any of these, like guys that have a little bit of upside, just to be different. Um, so like if you are playing a three inch max and like you end up on Miller on two of three, like that third team, you could throw in maybe Carpenter and Torkelson. And if if he does start getting blown up, I, I really do think it'd be those two guys that do the damage. I mean, Kevin
3: Carpenter is a, a legit hitter against right-handed pitching. at two twenty-eight ISO, three seventy-one wOBA. Strikes out at a high rate, but oh well, he's got big power. So I mean, he's the type of guy that you can one off uh, just to be different. And I think I think Carpenter would definitely be that guy for right, me on the Tigers lineup.
2: Yeah, I mean, Torkelson has twenty-eight home runs on the season, quietly having a really solid second year. I think is it second or third year? Um, so, you know, and again, it goes back to that conversation. There's a lot of young talent on the Detroit side of the ball. Um, it's just. We'll have to see how it kind of plays out over the next couple of years. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. FanDuel did just kind of um, open up their slates for tomorrow. They have like three early slates, and their and their six forty is their main slate. So they did oh, add my, that Tampa yeah. game.
3: Oh my goodness, FanDuel, come on!
2: Yeah, I haven't done a lot of research uh, for that slate, so I don't feel too comfortable. I do think, like, Singa against Miami um, becomes a really interesting pivot off of, like, Steele and Gaussman. King is 7,700 on FanDuel, uh, so he's not, like, a huge discount, but he's still, like, somewhat in play. Um, I don't see a ton of interest in the bats. Maybe, maybe Tampa bats in that one um, as, like, a, a team you could potentially – look at for bats but i think the interesting thing is like singa off of steel and gaussman up towards the top here um price wise so uh let's go under 8k to get six more strikeouts draft kings pricing um who do you got today
3: michael king
2: yeah love it um i don't think anybody else is under gets six strikeouts if i had to pick anybody i'd say reese olsen uh, because I do think like his secondary stuff is good enough where if he's locating his fastball, he can pitch well. Over eight K to score under fifteen, who's your bust today?
3: Hmm. I guess it would have to be Bobby Miller.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go Galsman just because like Yeah, I'm I almost gonna, him. Yeah, almost the Yankees. Him. If I'm playing we're playing all three of these guys. I mean, let's be honest. All three of these guys are the three of the best pitchers in the slate um just the morning grind game makes it fun leads you to just see how much we like justin Steele over 4k to hit a home run today uh who's going yard
3: uh i'm gonna go freddy who freddie freeman
2: oh freddie i couldn't i yeah my my headset cut out for a second
3: sorry i might have not been talking no
2: him. you're good i'm gonna go bellinger i think bellinger gets the job done today under 4k to get two hits who's a cheap bat that you like today
3: I'm going to go uh, Palacios Richie Palacios for the Cardinals Not not the Pirates
2: There you go I'm going to go Marcana One of the hottest hitters in baseball Stealing bases Doing his thing right now 3,400 against the lefty uh, Like Marcana a lot today Stack to score Six or more runs Who's getting the job done?
3: Um, I'm going to go Dodgers
2: yep don't hate that at all um if he's not locating his fastball that's not a team that you want to be missing fastballs to <laughs> so um yeah I could definitely see that I'm gonna go Cubbies I I really like Chicago Cubs today I think it's a fantastic spot for them and again this time of the year I love playing teams that have something to play for um so yeah I love this spot for the Cubs today Tim any final thoughts before we get out of here
3: no uh thanks for having me on stevie and uh you know everybody enjoy we got baseball all day on wednesday so you can play all day and then we've got thursday and then we got thursday night football
2: that means i'm working all day tomorrow <laughs> so uh yeah that's always fun um yeah. nothing like being on premium content on wednesdays because you have so much to do but anyway um that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday. We got football on Thursday with the main slate, 12 uh, game slate best slate we've had so far. I mean, this week, three slate, there are four or five like stackable games. The football slate is going to be fire. So Keith and I will be talking um, football tomorrow and that we got the baseball podcast. Christy and I will be talking baseball. I think it's like a seven game slate for Thursday, which is phenomenal. So, a lot of stuff going on in the morning grind on
3: Thursday. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.